The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again and welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and simulcast on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. Links to our weekly conversations are available on some of your various social media sites. Follow Time Out for Sports Talk on Facebook and on Twitter at TOSTBMC. Coach Q is also on Twitter at Q underscore Coach, which, again, you can see that at the bottom of your screen if you're watching us on the video simulcast. Don't forget you can also follow BHS Football at Marauder. F-Ball. And of course, these are interactive shows, so we welcome your participation. If you have questions or comments for the coach and you are one of those dinosaurs who still use Twitter, please log in and use the hashtag Q. Again, that's right there at the bottom of your screen, as you can see. I can't, I can't point all the way down. If you see it on the bottom of your screen as you're watching, there you go. Coach has it covered. Good enough. All right, Coach. Uh, well, again, uh, I'm Todd Bloniars. Again, well, there's our names. You can see them right there from from <laughs> left. I'm on the right. I'm Todd Bloniars from Time Out for Sports Talk. And as always, Coach Q, uh, head Belmont head coach Jan Cuman. Good to have you here again. Good to be back. By the way, I was looking through these stats from uh, Friday's game against Arlington, and I've just figured out what the winning formula is uh, for the Belmont Marauders. It's simply, I don't go watch the games. That's what the formula (laughs) is. Because I have watched you guys three times, and yet you didn't win, and I haven't been there the last two weeks, and you guys have come up victorious. Yeah, we got the dub. All kidding aside, though, uh, it's actually, uh, it's really Chad Francis. And another big shout-out for him on the uh, uh, Boston Herald. Yeah. And, of course, another win for the Marauders means one thing and one thing only. It's about that time. You know, I love that. I got to, like, lean over to see the, see the actual intro. Greatest symbol ever. No, I gotta yes. fix this again because we, uh, yeah, something. Uh, it jammed out pretty good right there. It did jam out good, but I, I think the problem is I'm not jamming. Out. The other thing keeps, uh, you know, what happens? I, I'm not pausing the other thing, so mm. there you go. That's the problem. You were, we were getting kind of a mix there, and I don't think the Thundercats are really should be mixing with no, anything, they should not. right? I know. I wish we had. I wish we could roll the video here with this. Although I'd probably be breaking some video copyright. Video great. Mm. I love the sound effects. Mm. Yeah, this is the original '80s version, right? Oh yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. Takes me back. <laughs> Uh, now, 
Wow, we went all the way through the intro. We did go all the way through. I figured out, ah, you know, that yeah. was that was a pretty exciting overtime win at Arlington I'm, last week. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to uh, complain. Yeah, you know what? Let me really quick before we get to the game. Just while we're while we're on the subject of Thundercats, you know, I know they've tried to reboot and recycle a lot of these. Did they ever have? Is there been like any new movies or something or attempts to bring this franchise back at all? Or not that like I know of. Okay. Um, so they've just been there like a legend from the '80s and '90s, and that was it. That's yeah, kind I of. Think a, they, they had their run and they were done but i okay. i think they're they're primed for a remake i would think so isn't it because everyone yeah, everything's being remade rebooted i guess so. there's officially no more ideas there was only a finite number of ideas i mean in the i universe. think we've like reached a point where whimsical fantasy is like not allowed anymore because we're just like living it in our general day-to-day life <laughs> sometimes i feel like it's just a fantasy <laughs> world out there anyway so yeah. um you know maybe <clears throat> maybe the the market isn't primed for uh, Thundercats, mm. uh, but it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, it, it is. It's a crying shame for sure. <laughs> I, I think we need more Thundercats in our in our lives. So let's hope. Uh, obviously, you guys keep on winning here, two in a row, two and three. Um, and uh, the secret, of course, is, uh, is is well. I mean, at least these last two games, boy, talk about getting your mojo back. You went back to the running game. You went back to. You know, I know you like having that two-headed running back monster, but, boy, the last two games for Chad Francis, 51 carries and even 500 yards and four touchdowns. That's two games. Yeah. 500 yards rushing. He's uh, In his first three games, he ran for 153 yards. <laughs> and what what is going – like, what in the name of uh, G, Jim Brown is going on here? Um, You know, I think that it's a kind of a combination of a lot of different things. Um finally kind of coming to fruition you know um one is is there's been a little bit of a a a scheme adjustment i mean you know we've we've adjusted our approach to running the ball you know uh to do it a little bit of a different way than we were doing it early in the season and then two is is uh you know the big boys up front are you know, really getting going. And and, and, really, and you mentioned you had shifted them around uh, prior to the Yeah, uh, yeah. The I mean, and there's kind of, you know, we're always trying to doctor it up to get the right personnel grouping in there. But, um, you know, I think that the, the Hogs have really embraced technique approach and, you know, a real understanding that there's, there's no magic way to be successful up front and to run block, you know, other than doing what it is that you're taught to do. And, and, you know, we do a pretty good job coaching on the front. Um, and, and I've been really excited <clears throat> over the last few weeks to be back down there uh, with those guys, you know, and I, I'm not tooting my own horn. It's not me. I got myself, I got Bob down there uh, helping me. I got Nick Tordai down there helping me too. Um, you know, but I've always taken a, I've always taken pride in in an approach to the offensive line. It's something that's really important to me. It's something that I really like to do, um, you know. And and I think that those guys have kind of bought into what it is that we want the mentality of the Hogs to be. Um, and then the last is Chad, you know, and and Coach Clark, you know, and and Chad did a bunch of off season work with Coach Barge um, privately, you know, to to get ready for this season. And and it's really kind of just been an embracing of the technique there as well. Um, I think he needed a little bit of time to get comfortable. You know, I think we forget now that we've seen him going that, I mean, this was a kid who had, you know, eight carries as a sophomore. It's not like he was getting, you know, it's not like he ran 50 carries his sophomore season. So those first three games were really his first varsity action as a primary back, you know, and it's not always 
just that simple. You know, it takes some time to get used to seeing it happen in front of you. Um, and so I think part of that was Chad needing to take that time to, to get comfortable um, with his role, you know, and, and, and being a primary guy. Um, so when all those three things came together, um, you know, we were really able to, to have some success on the ground. And obviously the last, the last two games have proven that, you know, over 250 yards rushing both times and, and a bunch of tutties. So. Well, over 300 yards rushing in, in the last two games. Yeah, too, I, mean, right? I meant for Chad specifically. Oh, but, right, exactly. Yes, um, yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, you're I mean, averaging 250 a game over the last two weeks and you're doing yeah, something I mean, right. But it also kind of goes a little bit against what you – uh, normally have had uh, through your, your coaching tenure where you have the two backs and you're able to kind of switch off. And in this game, uh, you know, last week against Arlington, you, you ran the ball 29 times and Chad carried it 23 of the 29 yep. times. So, uh, you know, when was the decision made to kind of uh, stop the splitting? Toussaint, was it full health, I'm assuming? Uh, was, said, he didn't, said he didn't play. Oh, he didn't play at all. So, well, I had him for a target here somewhere. I thought, oh, no, maybe I read that wrong. No. Okay, nope, you're right. Okay, he didn't um, play. Setter didn't play last week. See, again, so. had I been at the game, I would have known <laughs> that. But <laughs> So, that I mean, that's one of the reasons that accounted for Chad having more carries. Mm-hmm. You know? um, sure. But, you know, Tuna had two or three carries in there. Arno right. had a couple carries. Um, Barno, uh, baby Arno had a couple carries. Um, <laughs> I like the baby you know, Arno. Yeah, so we were, you know, we were able to, to mix it up a little bit, and, and you know, we're always kind of – looking to find new ways and, and people to run the ball through. So um, I'm excited going into next week to kind of find different ways to run the ball um, and also hopefully some of the same uh, ways to run the ball. Yeah, and it was good balance too. I mean, you also, uh, you know, unlike the uh, the Lexington game where uh, Avery really didn't pass a whole lot here, he was 11 out of 1,922 yards, and he passed for two touchdowns and, you know, ran for one. And then obviously, you know, that's a nice balance with Francis running for the other two. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought that we did a pretty good job of taking what it was that we were given. Um, we had some big plays called back, too, if you were at, you know, if you saw that game. Like, we had a, a, a big run called back on a on a hold um, that went for over 60 yards. And then at the end of the first half, uh, Rocha and, and Arno had a beautiful hookup for a touchdown that got called offensive pass interference that – was a tough call and then um hubsy on the very last play of the first half caught a ball in the far corner of the end zone that all the photographers and sports reporters who were there said he was in but the referee called him out so he was out um you know so we left some points on the board there um with some tough calls slash at times also some sloppy play um which has been a little bit of a motif for us um but you know, we were we were pretty good and balanced, and we took good opportunities where we got them, and we had some good downfield shots too, which was really nice to see. You know, we we've been a, a little bit more of a short short order passing game. You know, over the last four or five weeks, uh, it was good to see our vertical game get get moving a little bit too. So I'm yeah, excited. that uh, that first touchdown pass that Arno threw in the uh, the first quarter to uh, Matt McHugh that it's just thirty three yards was that a was that one of those deep passes or yep. was that just a dump off? No, and, that, know, was was, a, that was, was a ver- that, that was that was a pat like no yards after catch there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you look okay. at McHugh's yak, I don't think he had another catch. Maybe one. No, oh no, I think you're catch. right. That so was he had his one catch, reception right. for thirty three yards and no yards after catch. Yeah, so, there you right. go. That okay. was right to the right to the end right. zone. That was caught in the end zone. 
boy, you need, you know, in your offense, the fact you were able to balance the run in the past so effectively, you really needed that because this was quite the back and forth game. You and all Arlington, you know, you're alternating scores the whole night. I mean, this was a, this yeah. was not a one in four team going into the game. They didn't play. I mean, like uh, first one. off, I, mean, I give like a ton of credit to Coach DiLoretto and his staff and that team. Man, their their numbers are down, and that was a really gutsy team. The kid Tyler Callahan at quarterback is an absolute stud. I mean, he's he's in my mind, honestly, I think he's the best quarterback. Uh, definitely the best running quarterback that we faced this year. And he um, was a big part of that comeback last year at right? Harris Field. Wasn't that was he? Adam was Bowler. That oh, that was, was Bowler. Oh, okay, different kid. Okay, so this is a first-year um, kid. So right. it's his senior, this is Tyler's senior year. It's his mm-hmm. first year at the helm. Um, and, you know, he's a he's a tall order, man. He's, he's a physical kid. He's super fast. Um, and he just plays the game the right way. So I give a lot of credit to, to Coach DiLoretto and his staff, man. I mean, they obviously gave us all that we could handle. Uh, we had to squeak it out in overtime. Um, you know, we dropped the ball defensively, man. We were not the defense that we had been over the past three weeks. Kids heard it in film from myself, from Coach Sai, from Coach Barge, from Coach Pereira, right? Anybody who's a defensive coach and defense positional coach was like, this is completely and totally unacceptable. You know, um, we did not show up. Um, I think both a little bit as a staff and as a defense, like the kids too, you know. We, we all kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I think we looked at it and said, like, all right, like we got to make sure that our offense keeps going. This is a team that struggled at times. Like we think our defense is good enough to kind of just line up and play. We might not have schemed as aggressively as we should have. Um, so, you know, we kind of taken our notice <laughs> from that and making sure that that's not a mistake that we make twice, you know, because we've been a fearsome defense for five weeks, and then all of a sudden we just kind of weren't. So a big part of that is due to Arlington, and a big part of that is us just not showing up to play the caliber defense that we know we can play. I give that team a ton of credit, man. Like I said it on the bus ride home, I, I think that team is one of the gutsiest, if not the gutsiest team, you know, that we've faced this year. Um, you know, those guys really wanted to hit. They really wanted to play, and they wanted that dub. Um, I got nothing but respect for them and that program. It was a heck of a game. Yeah, well, they uh, Arlington hasn't won since their opener against Cambridge, but uh, you know they obviously have uh, you know given it all they had. Yeah. As you said, they did that against you guys, and uh, you know certainly when you talk about the defense too. I mean, weather really wasn't a factor. I mean, other than it was it was a little cool, but it wasn't really. No, you know, we tackled. Have... We we did fundamental things poorly. You know, we we tackled poorly. Um, we read poorly. We made adjustments as a staff poorly. You know, like if you're watching film and the notes are popping up, you know, in film set, um, those were kind of the themes. You know, you, you got to do what you're taught technique-wise to make tackle. Uh, we had a couple of misalignments that, that led to uh, a couple of pass, uh, pass plays that shouldn't have been there. Um, guys who were uncovered, who definitely were covered in scheme, but, you know, a safety or a corner or, you know, rover aligned wrong. And, um, and then we, we had some issues in our, in our run read structures that we needed to fix sooner in that game rather than later. We fixed it later and were able to have some success. Um, as a result of doing that, we needed to see that, you know, end of the first quarter instead of end of the second, um, would have made us a lot better. And, yeah, I mean, we had them in good situations sometimes, like second and nine, third and nine, then we'd, like, miss a line and give them a first down. So, you know, football is a weird – defense is a weird thing. You know, like one or two different approaches in one or two different situations, you know, and you're stopping two tutty drives. And uh, that's just what we didn't do. You know, we we didn't make big plays in the big moments. 
you know, um, didn't take our opportunities defensively, weren't aggressive to the ball in the air, didn't tackle well. I mean, that's just not a recipe for good defense, and it shows. You know, 33 points in a game, um, overtime aside, is is not good defense. Yeah. So that's not gonna that's okay. not gonna cut it. Well, let's let's get to the overtime, and of course, you guys, you must have won the toss. You went first, and uh, uh, no, so we lost the toss. Oh, you lost the toss. Most of the times in overtime, if you win the toss, you go second. Oh right, right. Because you want to see, you want to react to whatever yeah, the other give, team you does. You give the first yes. team the opportunity okay. first. So and then you right. React. So you lose the toss. You're going first. So just talk about you know what the the plans were. You know the play calling on the offensive side, and then we'll talk about the uh, the stop. Uh, that, yeah, that I mean, you know, end. I don't think that we were thinking anything too crazy. You know, I mean, for us, like we have our red zone package. You know, we have our goal line package. Like we have our inside the twenty package. We have our inside the ten package. We have our inside the ten power package. We have our inside the ten spread package. We have our inside the ten mixed package we have our inside you know there's there's a lot of packages um you know i, I always kind it's of like christmas time you know? I, it it's is well i mean i always kind of it's, it's one of the things i always kind of chuckle or at, Amazon, you know, when, when people are like you know working under the assumption that we just like call you know and, and you never really just i mean there are times where you call from the hip obviously but you know we do a lot of work to put our packages and our structures together for what we think is going to be successful so you know, we kind of just went in there and, and, and actually kind of mixed and matched a couple of structures, um, you know, try to tried to kind of go to the guy who'd gotten us to where we'd, you know, been and gave Chad, gave Chad the ball, I think. I can't remember the exact sequence, but gave Chad the ball on first down. And, um, and then I'm pretty sure we went right to the air um, after that, and we were able to, you know, uh, find Hubsy on a good pattern. Or excuse me, on a on a on a rollout pattern, like a breakaway pattern, man, scramble pattern. He was able to make a fantastic catch. That was a, a really great job. We did some scramble drill during the week. It was kind of funny because Hubsy go you know comes trotting over afterwards and he goes like that scramble drill really worked, you know like yeah it's a it was a good drill and Coach P and and Coach Sai over there ran a good drill for those guys. So scramble drill worked. Avery was able to kind of roll back and find Hubsy and then and then um, we stayed in the air, you know, for the for the two point. We figured we'd been pounding it on the ground pretty consistently. Um, so we just kind of went to our spread package and, and we were able to find Hubsy again for the two-point. Well, you know, I love the way, too, how Arno this year uh, as quarterback is kind of really split up uh, the, the targets amongst yeah. his top three receivers, you know, Hubbard and uh, Rocha and uh, uh, Presto. Presto. Uh, Presto. Hubsy, uh, what, Hubsy, does Rocha have a nickname? What? Uh, yeah. Uh, we can't say it. No, it's, it's I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's totally like I mean, it's Jr. No, it's, we call him Big Head because he's big got head. a really big head. Like right. physically, his head is large. They have um, trouble fitting the helmet on. You had to get a special. Helmet no, it's or, it, but you know no. So it's you know Presto. Well, well Presto Hubsy and Big Head. I mean, usually okay. Roach like we don't call him Big Head. Like we okay. just make jokes about that. Roach, but I think Roach, like okay. you know Rocha would just be Roach or Rochi. Let me ask um, this: Do each of these three guys kind of all kind of have a different role? as a receiver like where maybe times where Avery will look for them look for one of them more than the others because I mean their their targets yeah. for the year have been like I say pretty much almost uh, split even 37 for Rocha 35 for uh, for uh, Presto and uh, without like for giving away our call approach yeah. you know there are packages that are designed to focus on people at times and not focus on people at times and then in terms of how we read defenses I mean that's something that changes week to week um you know, Avery's been making good decisions with the football in the read structures that he's being provided. I'll say that um, we've been super balanced. 
I'm not sure if that's on purpose or just the way the cookie crumbles, to be perfectly honest. You know, I'm not going out there week to week and saying like, all right, I want to make sure that, you know, Rocha gets five and I want to Presto to get five and I want Hubsy to get six. You know, we're going out there and we're saying this is what we think is going to be successful and what we think is going to work. Um, and we run that. And, and um, if it doesn't work, we move to another sequence. And if it, you know, if that works, we'll stick around that sequence or, or we'll move to another one. I mean, you know, there's trying to create as little rhyme and reason to what we do. Like that's kind of the art of football offense, you know, is like trying to create as little rhyme and reason as to what we do so that defenses can't figure out what we're trying to do while at the same time having enough rhyme and reason that there's a plan and a structure to what we're doing because without it, you're just grab bagging plays and you're never going to be successful. Right. So it's like, that's kind of the chess. That's the chess match that we play as coaches is like, how can we have our structure and disguise our structure enough so that we're not predictable. Um, and that's always the challenge, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of an Arthur Miller thing, you know, it's like the balance between order and freedom. The more order you have, the less freedom you have, the more freedom you have, the less order you have for us. It's like, well, the more structure you have, the more predictable you are, but the less structure you have, the less predictable you are, but the less successful you are. There's just this constant kind of catch 22 trying to figure out how to do that. So was that from the crucible by the yeah. way? Oh yeah. That's wow. Oh Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm in class with you whenever you start giving me your I answers. I love the crucible. Throwing references out of things. Because it I don't is my name, you know? Because <laughs> I may not have another in my life. Because I lie and give myself to lies. <laughs> wow. Because I'm not worth the dust on the feet of them you have hanged. I've given you my soul. Leave me my name. That sounds Sorry. like a good pregame speech or something. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've, been, yeah. We've, we've managed to be super balanced. Um, there are definitely things that each of – are four starting and really five with the roller receivers do well. I would say each of them kind of has a definitive skill strength, but because um, early, you know, I remember early in the season, you know, where I thought, you know, I'd be seeing a lot of Hubbard early on. It, it felt like Rocha was the the primary target in some of the earlier games, but now recently, you know, Hubsy's been coming on strong uh, on the yeah. outside. You know, I mean, there's <laughs> no constant, there's no constant variables. You know, I mean, we say a lot of the times that like football is the study of space. Yeah. Right. Matchups so like, too, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, for me, let like me personally, honestly, less so. Like, uh, I really don't care about matchups as much myself as a coach. I think they're important, but for me, like football is the study of space. Like, where can I take space? Where are you giving me space? Right? Because like, no matter what, defensively, like, you know, and this comes from a defensive coach is like, if I, <laughs> I, I. I can't cover all the space on the field. And if I do that, then I'm giving up space up front. Right. And, and so like our question is always like by alignment and by assignment, like where, where is there space to take on the field? And then we try to take that space. Um, and sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not, you know, um, but we've been pretty balanced. We've been pretty balanced. Well, that's uh, you know, and we got so a field from the overtime that was, that started on the overtime yeah conversion but um yeah okay well t talk about the uh okay so then they come back and then obviously they they have to go for two you guys make the stop what did you uh did you just kind of have uh some kind of hunch maybe i mean how do you really how do you defend on a, on those two points i mean we had a timeout going into that you know they scored they called a timeout to try you know to make sure that they had what they wanted in and that gave us time to kind of think about what it is that they want to do and i think really at that moment like i'll speak for myself it's like what do you think is coming? You know, well, given and, that Tyler and, Callahan had already run for four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, in the but game. I mean, it's 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 also like, and again, this is a really like 
common kind of misconception uh, I think a lot of times in fandom is like it's not as easy as being like Callahan around the edge well there's Ooh. like nine different ways that they run him to the edge man and they have different reads you know like different pieces are doing different things in order to get him to the edge so for us it's more like it's more specific than than I think like the lay person would assume it to be um we're not like yeah watch Callahan I mean but that's common sense I mean he's their engine so you know that's like looking at our team and being like you got to watch Francis well yeah <laughs> right you know what I mean like watching him and knowing that he's going to get the ball and effectively stopping him are two very yeah. different things and 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 a lot of times people miss that you know like awareness is part of it so we talked to them about what it was that we thought they were probably going to do. We dialed up a little something on that one. We'd been pretty vanilla for most of the day. We weren't on that one. We did a little something. Um, it turned out to be the right something. Um, able to get Toro in uh, on an inside backside rush, and and he was able to uh, get to Callahan's back before he could turn up field, and um, you know able to make a huge stop. Senior captain making a really big play in a big moment. Um, it was a cool play. Um, it was a cool play, cool a cool end to the night. <laughs> yes, it, it was. And, of course, now uh, two in a row, you guys are playing really well. And uh, can you believe the regular season's coming to an end this week? Uh -huh. um, and in essence, uh, well, of course, with the back-to-back -back wins, you guys have gotten yourselves into the, the playoff hunt in Division Three North. Yeah. And uh, with – you know, one game left, senior night, Woburn. Um, you know, you guys actually, with a win against Woburn and some help uh, from some other schools, uh, have a chance to uh, qualify. I mean, right now you're in the ninth spot, the top eight in Division Three North get in. Yeah. And yeah, you guys are in ninth. Uh, I tried to do some uh, calculations and permutations because that's kind of one of the few things I do well. And <laughs> so doing that uh, – you know, you guys beat Woburn, and uh, I believe if either North Andover, uh, three and three North Andover beats three and three Billerica, or two and four Peabody beats three and three Beverly, if one of those two outcomes occur, then with uh, combined with your win, would uh, get you in. Yeah, Although, I mean, you know, we're <laughs> we're excited. I mean, we're excited to be in the hunt. You know, obviously our kids are aware that we're in the hunt. Um, that's kind of the only way that we're looking at it. You know, our we got to control our destiny. You know, we're not. Um, we've made mistakes in the past of, of, you know, especially when I was a young coach of being like, we made the playoffs and then the numbers didn't bounce the way that they bounced. Um, I don't, well, you would be three and three in those other two schools if one of them lost. Yeah, three and but four. like, I don't, I don't, but there are other considerations, you know, there's yeah. the number of wins that the teams that you've beat have had. Like, right. I'm not predicting the algorithm, man. Like we're going to go out there and we got to yeah, beat Woburn. I, when I calculated, I, yeah, you're right. I can't project what all the other teams yeah. that, that so, you, like, you played during the year are going to do that. Night. We got to go. We, yeah, exactly. Right. And that changes the numbers. It changes the matrix. I, it probably does. I don't think it would t change it substantially though. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you guys would be, it depends. Okay. I mean, we missed the playoffs by 0.14. So right. define, Okay. substantial yeah well okay. you know i think like for us again our our entire attitude is we and we've said this really since week one i control me we control we that's it you know like we're we're not in control of how those numbers shake out we're in control of nothing other than our effort going to beat woburn 
And, That's it. And when controlling you and, con you know, the control you have over Woburn, again, this is going to be like another a dragon to slay. Uh, you know, you beat Lexington for the first time in your program's history, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And now you've got a, a, a Woburn team, which, granted, the score is not quite as lopsided as the all-time, uh, you know, or the last five years against uh, the Minutemen. But you look at some of these Woburn games, I mean, three of the five are kind of decisive. You also had a couple of close losses in there, games. I remember one of them we did, uh, yeah. we, we did here. Yeah. Uh, uh, four years ago, uh, uh, you guys had the ball with a couple of minutes left, and then uh, the next year up at Woburn again, both games you lost by a field goal, and you had the ball, and uh, just couldn't uh, couldn't get the conversion when you needed it. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this is. Uh, but I know again, Woburn's always been a very tough team for you, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think like we. You know, again, we're we're you're I'm catching not, them at a different time in the season too, because last year, yeah, we you got them in the third, right? Yeah, because last year you played them in the third week after you had won yep, the first two. They were our first league game, and yeah. it was the end of that, so they rotate to the back end. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Belcher's a good coach, man, and and he'll he'll have those guys fired up and ready to play. I know that they haven't had the season that they're you know I think accustomed to, and and I know they've had some some injuries and they're a little dinged up and. So, you know, so isn't everybody else. It's week seven, so, you know, it's hard to play seven weeks or, in our case, six games of football and, and, and be all the way healthy. It's the nature of the sport. Um, you know, we're aware of that stuff, man. I'd be lying if I said we weren't, you know. I mean, we beat Lex for the first time. We got two league wins for the second time in my career here. If we beat Woburn, that's the first time that we've gotten three league wins. We won't not be, even one of the official Coach Q goals before the no, season, but we, it's a but, good one. You know, we won't That's be a, anywhere near the basement. I mean, right. if we win this game, we're the third team in the Middlesex after Reading and Winchester with a winning league record too. With a winning league record, and so like that would be a huge step for us. I'm not going to lie and say that you know we're not thinking about that. Of course we are, um, but again, like our constant message throughout the course of the last few weeks, and it had to be coming off of Winchester and 0 and three is like. Guys, we can't – we can't – there's so much that's happened this season that we can't control. You know, like we caught some tough calls against Redding, boy, and we can't – and we lost a cornerback for a play because of that that ended up to be a scoring play for Redding. Like we can't control the bad call. What we can control is our reaction to the bad call or the tough call, right, would be a better, a better way to put it. You know, same deal against Winchester, you know, like we caught some tough breaks in that one, but we can't control that. Like what we can control is our approach to running the ball. You know, like if we're able to have a, you know, if we run the ball against Winchester, like we've been, we're able to run the ball against Lexington and Arlington and had that approach installed, you know, that's maybe a little bit of a different game. We can control that. We can't control the call. We can't control with, you know, them coming up big on a goal line stop. That, they, they did that. Like we can control us. And, and so that's the message that's been preached down throughout the program going into Woburn, you know, because the second that we start thinking about, you know, the broader context of like our, our, you know, where it is that we sit in playoff seatings or, you know, this is going to be the first time that we've beaten Woburn if we're able to get the victory or whatever. The second we start thinking about that is, is the second that we, you know, we lose. Um, and we felt that last year. We came into Woburn 2-0, and and they were 0-2, and, and we'd beaten Milton, and we'd beaten Framingham, and we felt pretty dang good about ourselves. And didn't take that team as seriously as we needed to take them. And they showed us what happens when you do that. Um, we know that they're going to be fired up to play football. Um, we got to match that intensity and we got to match that execution, man. I'm, I'm just excited. 
I'm excited to play meaningful games at the end of October. Yeah. You know, and that's always kind of been our goal here. You know, it's like play meaningful games at the end of October. We want to play games that matter right now. And we're, you know, we're in the hunt for a playoff spot. So this game matters. Right. And in essence, this itself is a playoff game. It I is. mean, it is. And, uh, you know, again, uh, trying to beat Woburn. And so uh, uh, we'll try to send you off one more time, get you fired up here. Get the good mojo. Get the good mojo going here. Uh, I'm fired so. up. I'm fired up internally. I'm tired right now. So I'm just like, I'm, but I'm trust me, I'm internally fired up when I hear a Thundercats. Okay. Well, as we wrap up this week, we do want to remind you all our Toddcast with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org/podcast. And don't forget uh, the SoundCloud uh, app is free of charge, so you should already have it. I don't know why you don't. If you haven't already, uh, please get it because uh, it's uh, it is uh, very good, and you can listen to all of our uh, conversations. Uh, don't forget, of course, send your questions. We didn't get any again this week, uh, but the hashtag is Q's for Q, as you can see on the uh, bottom of our screen. I uh, have kind of new graphics this week. It looks good. To, I like it. Yeah, these are actually the ones from our TV show, so I kind of brought them over a little bit here, uh, a little bit more HD uh, ready, so hopefully they look a little better for those of you watching us on the simulcast. And uh, so, uh, yes, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll let the Thundercats uh, thunder, fade thunder, out. Thunder, thunder, and if I can do cats. it quickly enough here, I can see how fast I am getting the, uh, the actual tunes back up. Uh, yes, there we go. There's our, there's our old familiar refrain. So until next week, for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniars saying, as always, go Marauders. Big game this week. Be there at Harris Field. Come on, we need a big crowd on Senior Night. Let's go, Senior Night. Yes, thank you for checking out the TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. 